welcome to episode 173 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers, the king of content, James. Good, good morning, slash evening. <laughs> Why slash evening? It's definitely morning. You might be listening to it at the evening, Ewan. I'm thinking I, sup- of the I suppose. That's true. Yeah. You sound a bit kind of like, uh, yes. not, like a full nose or something, a block nose. I don't know. I just don't think I ever recovered from the plane. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Do any of us ever really recover? So annoying. Uh, we're also joined today by the ever dapper Matt. Oh, well, thank you. And hello. I just thought uh, I would uh, make a comment on how well dressed you were at Shannon's wedding on uh, well, on the weekend. You got to make an effort when someone invites you to a wedding. Like, you can't just rock up in true. jeans and a t shirt. So It was a lovely affair, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, it was very, it was very heartwarming. Nice. I, my, I just, my heart felt very, very full afterwards. It was just. A few tears were shed as well, as, as you know, Matt. A few, uh, a few, a few songs were boogied to as well. A few drinks were yeah. had. It was a, it was Look, a fun I, evening. I, I had to get up when uh, they did a rendition of Mr. Brightside because it's probably the only song I really. Did you get up? Because I so. like as soon as that song come on, came on. Brody made fun of me on Twitter, on Twitter about it. But as soon as that song came on, I'm like, okay, right, like this is a song I can finally get behind, and I, like, I was slapped right the table and ran up. We, we, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Okay, maybe my memory is a bit patchy. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the the pictures of it, James? Yes, I did. <laughs> it was very nice, wasn't it? I thought they were the pictures were very cute too. Congrats to yes. congrats to Shannon and to to Mark on their on their wedding. Um, they've been away on a honeymoon all week. Um, so I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get Shannon on the show to. I, I I don't know, touch base with us at some point, tell us all about married life. Um, but Matt, let's uh, start the show with you. Um, at the wedding, we were talking about like maybe introducing some non-kind of gaming kind of content to the Startcast, because we were just like talking business all the time. That's how we roll. Um, so I thought this week, why don't we like get a bit a bit more geeky for a second and talk about like the, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer that dropped within the week. Um, I take you guys have both watched it, yeah? Well, I definitely have, so... Okay, I mean, good. I, James, I'm, not a, up to- I'm not actually a Marvel person, as you may okay, or may all right. not know. Well, I was... But okay, we're going to wait into spoiler in territory is all, so I just want to want to make sure we're all safe. And everyone knows, everyone knows that listening, that gloves are off, like we're going into spoilers here, because the, the trailer does kind of delve into the events of Endgame a bit. So we're going to be talking about... If you're not up to date on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, maybe opt out for this segment and uh, stick around for James's Ghost you, Recon. You've discussion. got two options: is skip ahead about five or six minutes, or uh, hurry up and go see it so that you're caught up. So. Yeah, <laughs> go do that. Let's get this film to number one. It's number two at the moment. It's already top of the Titanic. I'm sick of Avatar being the highest-grossing film of all time. Let's get this film yeah, another four hundred million dollars. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. Let's do it. Uh, Matt, what did you think of the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer? So, uh, in in watching it, like, I, I remember watching the first one, and it was uh-huh. very sort of scarce because, of course, it came out pre-Endgame, you know. Sure. Um, and, of course, everyone was already like, ah, oh, but, you know, if this takes place after Endgame, then Spider-Man comes back. And we're like, we all knew Spider-Man was going to come back. Marvel's not just going to dust half of their entire hero you know, yeah. regiment and then um, not bring them back because, I mean, like, there's content to be made. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so, you know, comparing it from the original to like the current, you know, the new trailer, the new trailer, there's a lot of, it's, it's, I feel like it's actually probably a really good film to follow up from Endgame. Cause I mean, a lot happened in Endgame, um, and 
it's basically the first film in a sort of a post-snap world uh, where everything's come back. So, of course, in Endgame, you know, uh, Iron Man reverses a snap um, and bye-bye, Iron Man. Um, we will miss you forever and we love you 3,000. Um, <laughs> well said. And so, yeah, so this is this is not... It's not only the, the first film after Endgame, but it's also the last film in uh, Marvel's Phase 3. So, basically, it rounds out that universe... Um, and leaves us in unknown territory because is that is uh, that true? Guardians three is not part of it as well. Guardians three is is part of Phase four, so they've okay. uh, they've, they've actually come out and stated that yeah, um, Far from Home is basically rounding out Phase three. Okay, um, which I think it's a it's a poignant little thing because it's like you know Spider Man's only been in it for what uh, a film and a half. And plus Avengers, you know, because he was in mm. the Civil War. Sure. Um, he had his own first you know, first film, and then he was in both Avengers movies. So, mm. um, you know, being the being the youngest Avenger, it's kind of good that you know he rounds out the universe and everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, we see we see a you know sort of a, a post uh, end game, post snap, and post Iron Man world where basically like you know a lot of people are affected by the fact that Iron Man was the one to sacrifice himself. Um, mm. And I like I read a couple of things because uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is you know welcomed into the Marvel universe as Mysterio, and anyone who knows uh, Spider-Man characters knows that Mysterio is an enemy of Spider-Man in the you know the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, but they're um, making them look appear quite friendly. And uh, yeah, he's he's pitched he's pitched as a as an ally from a, a parallel world, which has uh, you know the the dimensions been torn open by the snap. Uh-huh. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they go with it because I have a f- I have a feeling it's a classic misdirection of you know he's he appears to be a an ally or whatever but he's the one causing the problems and then it's going to be Spider Man versus Mysterio yeah um, which you know would be I, I don't know it'd, it'd be a little better than um, you know because we haven't seen Mysterio in any of the Spider Mans that have come previously so like mm-hmm. you know they've they've focused a lot on you know Green Goblin and everything. Um, who is probably the quintessential Spider-Man villain and, you know, Doc Ock in, in the, the Raimi films and everything. Um, but, you know, in keeping up with the fact that that whole universe still exists. And there, there's a really good point in the trailer where um, they even touch on the fact that, you know, like, you watch these films and you go, well, if this, if this whole universe is connected now, why aren't other heroes coming in and, you know, stepping in to help? You know, like Spider-Man goes, sure, you know, where's yeah. Thor, where's captain marvel you know and they're they're both off world they're both off doing their own thing so you can't rely on other heroes you know so it's whether or not spider-man's got the uh you know the guts to to take over where iron man left kind of you know so Mm. yeah i kind of like that all that discussion about like iron man and uh someone sort of needing to step up and fill that void um and with with uh, Spider-Man, like, having the Iron Spider suit and stuff like that. I wondered if there was any sort of, like, plan to sort of, like, segue him into more of, like, an Iron Man character. Um, I wonder how they're going to handle that, because I'm sort of... I'm, I'd am i very much love them to start, like, Phase 4 with, uh, with Iron Man again, like, a new Iron Man film that's, like, introducing a new Iron Man character. And I was wondering, oh, do they, do they kind of, like... 
play around with their artistic license and sort of segue Tom Holland into that and maybe introduce some new Spider-Man character instead. But I don't know if I necessarily think that's the case. Um, but the multiverse stuff like had me really excited because of um, Into the Spider-Verse. I was like, oh my God, are they going to like open up the possibility for Spider-Verse to somehow sort of be connected to our Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um, I thought that'd be like really dope, even if it's just like a little kind of like nod to it, like a little Easter egg here and there. Like you see like a, a brief glimpse into an animated world or something like that. Um, that'd be really cool, but maybe it's just a bit too too far fetched. Um, now that we've we've mentioned Endgame, though, uh, we'd never really discussed that on the podcast. But what did everyone think of uh, the film that was obviously so so hyped up? Did you guys see well, it, James? I did you guys see Endgame? Nah, you guys, you guys can talk about it. It's fine. I, I, I don't. don't I know. haven't seen it. He's so. <laughs> just dead quiet. <laughs> but I literally, uh, I literally. What, about yourself, yeah, Matt? what did you make of uh, of Endgame? Uh, so I, uh, I teared up. Um, I yeah. will not. I will not deny that I had uh, tears in my eyes uh, towards the end of the film. Um, and I honestly think, like, you know, for the most part, it was really a good way to close out the first sort of i don't know because they've already they've already used the word phase um and they've you know like it's it's really hard to define it's it's kind of like mm. you know um marvel's marvel's first round of of you know films so like this this rounds out what is essentially a a, a giant story arc you know that like builds together the avengers so sure. um you know it it really did it's due diligence in sort of, you know, rounding out that, that whole universe. And like, you know, we've still got lingering characters and everything, which is great. Cause like, you know, we'll, we'll expect to see them again, but to, to write off, uh, you know, two of the biggest stars in their, their respective franchises, you know, like you had Robert Danny Jr. Who, um, you know, of course, uh, he, he, he basically hadn't committed to any other things after his post contract, um, and Chris Evans as well, you know, who, uh, he's been there as Captain America and everything. And, you know, there was a lot of speculation on what was going to happen with the two of them. Yeah. Um, but I think they handled know, I, it really feel, well. Yeah. I feel like they, they did, they effectively, they did a really good comic book, tra- yeah, like, uh, sort of translation. Cause like in a lot yeah. of the comics, when a character dies or, or when a character sort of something happens to them, they either pass over the mantle or, you know, that's it and, and whatever. And it really did sort of work out in a good comic book way in that, you know, like with, um, you know, Steve Rogers passing over the, the shield to Falcon. Yeah. Um, and of course, Iron Man, you know, sort of, I um, love that whole himself. that whole sort of like dialogue loop where you've got uh, like him talking to um, uh, uh, what's her name, Pep- Gwyneth Paltrow's character. I'm blanking. Pepper. Pepper. Yeah, thank you. Um, when he's like talking to her at the start, like, hey, like I've I've kind of figured out time travel. Like we could we could do this, or I could just like put it away, forget about it. We've got this in my life now. I can just go to bed. And she's like, yeah, but you wouldn't be able to rest. And then yeah. at the end, in his final moments, she's like, you can rest now. And that just like that yeah. line, I'm starting to choke up now. Just like, <laughs> just re- thinking back to that. Um, yeah. It was just like so well done. And I think that's what my kind of overall feeling for the film was, was it was just like a really neat bow onto this 22 film arc. Like, 
like this 10 year sort of story that we've been building up to. Um, yeah. And that's a really hard thing to pull off, like to, to round out such a massive story in, in that way. Um, is an incredibly tough thing to do. So I was, yeah, well, very impressed with that. I think I, one of one of the greatest things about it was because um, I mean, like at at the start of the film, when when you know uh, Tony Stark's in space with Nebula, and then Captain Marvel sort of returns them to Earth and whatever, and you see, you really see that sort of culmination of of uh, the sort of the 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 animosity between uh, Stark and, and, you know, Captain America because yeah. he gets back. And, you know, if, if you remember back to like Age of Ultron and everything, um, you know, and turns around and goes, what happens if, if we can't, you know, like we'll fight. And then, you know, what happens if we fail is like, we'll do that together too. And you, you really, you get a sense of, you know, uh, Tony's kind of like, you know, he feels like he's fighting fighting a, a losing battle because he turns around and he says to Captain America, he says, you know, like, you, we, we lost and you weren't there and, you know, he's he's falling mm. apart, you know, and yeah, it's just he's like... He's a real they, sort of they, like fractured sort of broken person at that point, They've right? done, yeah, they've done so much with the characters that like for, for that to be such a, a good callback and everything as well mm. is just like, you know, they, they've built this whole universe and like... I feel I, at the end of the film, I, I, I will admit for a while I felt a bit empty because it's basically like, you know, <laughs> they, they had built that whole world and they've like, they've torn it down to a certain degree. Like they'll yeah. rebuild it in a different way, but you know, it's just like, oh my God, they've, we, that's yeah. literally we've the kind of had we've like a, di- there's so been a direction to it for so long and now yeah. that's kind of gone. I get that. Yeah. I think like not having an end credit scene kind of impacted that too, but I like how much they paid. Not 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 even homage, but they like referenced the other films and sort of gave them importance. Like even yeah. like Thor: The Dark World, which is <laughs> really like bottom of the the list when it comes like ranking all the the Marvel films in my mind. Um, like they even sort of gave that film so signi- some significance and respected the audiences that had gone and watched it. I guess not to say that it was yeah. a bad film; it's just not as good as the other ones, obviously. Um, so yeah, I I was very I'm very enamored with it, but um, I didn't think it was as good as Infinity War. It didn't like really have that sort of gravitas, and I thought like it quickly sort of like basically just reset everything that had happened. Like the whole kind of first half hour or hour maybe, which I enjoyed. I thought the the first part of the film was fantastic. Just like the way it subverted expectations was amazing. But then it kind of like okay, we're just gonna like back to the Battle of Wakanda now. We're just gonna give this another go. Um, that was I was a little underwhelmed by, but all the same, that's not really a, a knock. I thought it was a fantastic film. Uh, but James, I'm keen to get chatting to you. Let's start. Let's talk some video games. That's enough movie talk for one day. Uh, we mentioned last episode that you had been away traveling, and you alluded to it at the start of this podcast. But you can now. It's all been revealed as to where you were and what you were doing. Uh, you were, of course, playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint. What is Ghost Recon Breakpoint? So. <laughs> it's a video game, first of all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, second of all, it's a so it's um, developed by like Ubisoft in Paris, which is why I was there. Uh-huh. Um, I guess the idea it's ba- it's a new Ghost Recon game. It's like a follow up to Wildlands, uh, but it's more about like I wouldn't say it's solo, but it's more about I guess surviving kind of like a you you've like crash landed into like a hostile island and you've got to survive that using like I guess on site procurement so it's a little bit like a Metal Gear Solid oh, okay. in that regard um cuz most ghost vehicle games you could So it's a battle royale. 
No, it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, they could add that if they wanted to, but I, no, it's it's not. It's um, it's a pretty traditional, I guess, kind of Ghost Recon game. Um, although it's not like say like the older ones. It is. It's more in the spirit of Wildlands, but it just takes everything they, I guess, they learnt from Wildlands mm-hmm. and moves in a little bit of a different direction. Um, the I guess the most interesting thing is the setting is fictional this time. They don't have to like worry about upsetting anybody with oh, what they yeah. do. I forgot how much of an issue that was for Bolivia and Wildlands. I actually forgot it was an issue too, which is annoying because I, <laughs> I landed and I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should have asked about that. Um, but um, yeah, they, I, uh, the the vibe that I got was they kind of, I mean, maybe they went with it because of the controversy, but the vibe mm. that I got was they went for it with it so they could just do whatever they wanted to. Because yeah. um, it's like a group of islands. You could just kind of like create a new island that pops up for DLC, do you know what I mean? Like, they've got a little yeah. more freedom with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's no island, I think, on this planet that has a volcano, snowy mountains, <laughs> beaches, and a jungle <laughs> as well, so... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, um, it's it's a... I guess, like, what do you want to know? Um, um, I, I guess, like, I feel like I've it... been living and breathing this for so long now, like, two yeah. weeks. Yeah, and, and I sort of, like, said you were the king of content at the start, because I don't know, like, how many, was it, like, 10 articles that you managed to get up on the was website or something like that? I didn't a, count. I, I, did. I, I didn't really I count know. either, but it was it's, it was a lot. Um, yeah. so, it was an un- unconscious flow of stuff that he wrote out and just <laughs> uploaded. <laughs> Literally, like, I watched the reveal and I was like, this is boring, but then I realised, like, nobody else has seen it before, do you know what I mean? It was yeah. really weird. Yeah, yeah, I've never yeah. done something like that. Yeah. Um, um, so if you do want to see like a full like breakdown of everything kind of James experienced, um, do check out everything that you're on the website. I'm curious though, as having like played Wildlands, I think I reviewed it back in the day as well. Um, how is it sort of like built on top of that game? Like I know there were a number of criticism levels in top of Wildlands, but like one of them was like stealth, for instance. Like does it does it allow for better sort of stealth play than Wildlands? Perhaps. Yeah, did? yeah, it definitely does. Um, I think. I think the big thing with this game is it, they really just took everything that everybody's been saying about uh, Wildlands and kind of improved on that. Um, yeah. So I, I got to speak to like the community developer and what her job is, is her job is to basically right. go through all that feedback and stuff and I guess pull out all the good stuff and then like implement that into the game, uh-huh. uh, into Breakpoint. And a lot of the stuff was, like number one was no AI companions, which... Um, Okay. Which, which I found interesting. Yeah. Because um, every Ghost Recon game has AI companions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but they've been removed for Breakpoint. And the second one was Stealth. Um, so, Stealth obviously is. Uh, the problem was I didn't play Wildlands. It's like the only Ghost Recon game I never played. Um, right. But uh, in this one, like, I get the vibe that the Stealth is way more viable. And that's also, I guess, feeds into the fact that when you play by yourself, there's no AI. Yeah. Um, mm to like kind of like stuff things up for you mm. so um you could like if you're if you're infiltrating a base or something you can like hide in the mud on the floor um use that to kind of like it's kind of like the camo and snake eater if anyone's ever played the old metal gear games right. um so if you're if you're lying down and you're and you're like the same color i guess <laughs> as mm. the area that you're lying down and the enemies won't be able to see you as much and then there's like new stealth takedown mechanics um it's just i guess it's built to be. It's built so that stealth is a much more viable option than it ever has been in other okay. games. Cool. Uh, which I think is really good because I don't. I don't like going in guns blazing. Yeah. Um, 
which sucks because in my demo, someone did. So, like, <laughs> once they stuff it up, like, you know, you kind of have to roll with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I was just like, really? <laughs> like, like, I wanted to take it all in, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. It just became so, like, nuts from the, from the start. Um, yeah, so stealth is definitely, like, way more the focus, I guess, but, like, you can still play it the other way. I just think it might be a bit more difficult if you do it that way. Yeah. So, because right. you're on an island that's literally enemy territory that you haven't really planned for. Like, that's the idea, is yeah. that you're yeah, stranded yeah. without you're any resources. You're a bit resources. out of your, out of your depth, I guess. Yeah, so which, which yeah. I think it's it's a cool Behind idea. Behind um, And, like, obviously, I'm really keen to see where the story goes. I think the story's super intriguing. Um and starring uh, John Bernthal as well, right? Yeah, so he was um, he was introduced in Wildlands only about three weeks ago. Um, oh, really? Up- yeah, yeah, yeah. So his character is in uh, the latest update for Wildlands, right? Um, so that that update dropped as I landed in Paris, uh-huh. and then I was like, Ugh, I bet this has got something to do with Ghost Recon. Like, I bet that's why I'm here. And yeah. then um, be basically his character in that like somehow you, I don't think we know yet but you find out a way that because he's a good guy in the DLC for right. Wildlands right. so obviously you, you, I'm assuming you're going to find out why he's a bad guy in Breakpoint uh-huh. um, oh, that's interesting and, yeah I, I think it's like it's it's something cool I like the idea that you're kind of against somebody who's got the same experience as you like I think that's cool I've always liked that in movies and games yeah um, and I've, not, got like I've a- not kept up with Wildlands at all. Like, I, I, I played it kind of extensively when it first came out, obviously, for, for my review. But um, I know Did that you, there's been um, content rolling out for, like, a good year or so afterwards. And I've, yeah, they, you know, I've they not mentioned experienced they've any done, of that. like, 19 updates for it. Yeah, it's um, been crazy. I mean, there was, like, a whole... Like, they had a whole, like, year two kind of content drop, and that, that was all, like, repackaged at retail as well, I know. So... Yeah, there's tons of content that's been added to it that I've I've not checked out. So maybe I need to jump in and and do that prior to they announced up, uh, they announced on the on the on the stream that like 15 million players have played. Yeah, Wild that's Lands, crazy. Which I think is nuts. Like that's more than some series have sold. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, a lot of people, a lot of players. Yeah, um, I think it'll be. I, I'm like cautiously optimistic. Like I've really enjoyed what I played. Um, I like the idea that, say, like John Berthel, his character mm-hmm. has like say a few lieutenants and stuff, and they're like unique. So I think there'll be some really cool boss kind of battles in it too. Okay, um, cool. And I hate to like keep comparing it, but it really reminds me of Metal Gear Solid, like in in quite a few ways. Okay. Um, in I terms mean, of things it, like that, what about five? Like I kind of kind of get the feeling like an open world kind yeah, of stealth well, that's, game that it's got a lot of crossover there. Well, I personally always wanted, like, Splinter Cell to be the, the game like this, but, but yeah. <laughs> looks like it's going to be Ghost Recon. That's fine. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, like, it's obviously the movement. Uh, the movement isn't as, like, fluid feeling as Metal Gear Solid. You know, they're running and jumping and stuff. Sure. Like, it just felt really good. But, like, in Breakpoint, like, you can still climb up most stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it still feels that that way. Um, yeah. Mm. I, I I just am keen to see, I guess, where they take things. I like... I like that. I like near future stuff more than say future, like far future stuff. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and they're really doing that with the drones. I don't know if you guys have seen any footage of it, but like the I way they drones in Wildlands. Yeah, but the drones in this. I don't know if they were like this in Wildlands. Like they, they could. There's like if there's lots of them in like a swarm. It's like a violent, Ooh. like swarm of bees that like tears people up. You know, like, Ooh. like Damn. No, I didn't they kind of got. That. 
They go, yeah, they're going a bit off the deep end with the drone stuff. There's even like a drone arena mode coming, um, which I don't think anyone else has mentioned in any of their coverage. So I don't know if that was like an ex- a get for us. Um, okay. But like someone well, mentioned it to me and I put it in an article, but no one's really picked it up yet. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I see in um, your, um, your like five reasons why we're, we're keen to jump into Ghost Recon Breakpoint. There's, you've got mention of a drone arena in there. Yeah. Do we know what like, it is? I asked <laughs> for more info and I, they were like, oh, we can't really talk about it yet. And I was like, oh, but you just told is me that, like Is that exists. sort of like post-game sort of content, right? Oh, I would assume so. Yeah. It could be like a weird side mission. Um, yeah. I guess like with Wildlands, you, you, did, you, mm. did you feel like PvP was like missing? Because they made a big deal about that in Breakpoint. Uh, no, not really. No, right. Okay. Um, I mean, I think... Being like the like the circumstances in which I was playing it, I experienced it pretty much like solo. I don't know if I did any of the kind of co-op elements to it, which with games like this, I imagine always makes it feel better. Um, yeah, but um, uh, I, I did like a lot of the running with like the AI and kind of issuing them commands and stuff, and I loved it. I had, I had a really good time with it. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't but, think I so felt like, like PvP I, um, was missing. I, yeah, well, PvP was missing. <laughs> for okay. what it's worth. Um, okay. At launch for Wildlands, so I like did a quick Google and was like, I wonder like, have they added it, it really... since? Like, is it is it... there PvP in Wildlands now? There is now, yeah. So it was okay. called Ghost Wars or something. They added it as an update. Oh, okay, All um, right. and I just googled it really quickly just to see if it was a big deal. Like, I found lots of Reddit threads, people complaining about it. So I'm assuming that was a big deal as well. <laughs> um, but people on Reddit complain about everything, I guess. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, I think launching with PvP this time is like a, is cool because like I guess people have something to do regardless of how they want to play. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it kind of, like some people didn't buy Wildlands at launch until that update came out. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is with this, like, I don't know if this is a new thing for a lot of these games, but your progression is shared across all modes. So, Oh, wow. Um, so if you're playing PVP, you unlock some gear in that, that carries over to your character in the normal standard missions or whatever. That's actually, that's actually really good. Yeah. yeah like, that. like, um, um they really not not enough games do that. I feel like these days. No. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like I because obviously I don't, I dabble in these games, but I don't play them quite heavily. Um, so when they said that, I was like, oh really? Like that's cool, I guess. But also, doesn't everyone do that? But then, like Matt just said, apparently not. No, <laughs> there was some element of that in Destiny, but like you would you there would be a separate progression system for B- PvP that would allow you to unlock things that you could use in the rest of the game. So you yeah, can like, unlock so, PvP exclusive weapons and gear and stuff. But yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Like I, I got to speak to off. four people, um, four like I guess like key creative people on the team, and like three of them mentioned the shared progression and how much they think it's going to be a game changer. Yeah. Um, and how like it, uh, it's the mission progression system and stuff like it just all feeds into each other. That so sounds like you, a balancing nightmare. You never. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm mean, sure it is, but like. 15 million players from the last game I'm sure they've got the money now to do that you yeah know? yeah. Um, I guess they can figure yeah, it out yeah it sounds I think it's going to be really good um, I think they announced this morning or they did announce but it's kind of come out that it's going to be online only like but I guess that was kind of expected maybe. yeah um, which is annoying because I asked that can, <laughs> the, can you play through it single player though like you don't have to fill out your squad I can understand that sort of having yeah, to be connected you can. but you, there's no reason that you have to match make no well, like like I said before, like you definitely can play it by yourself. It's just you won't have anyone with you, um, yeah. except for like one drone, so you yeah. can pull off the sync shots and stuff. Um, so it's a bit, a bit but, like playing Destiny single player or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I the oh, vibe sorry, that I get is like that 
you can either play it with your mates or if you play it solo, that's probably the best way to do it because it's meant to be about you by yourself, you're behind enemy lines, you know, you need to survive and stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. That's a good point. Cool, I think, I'm, like, I'm keen to check it out. October it's out, yeah? October Yeah, October, 4th? F- October 4th, I think. So pretty early-ish. Yeah. In the no release. doubt we'll see more at E3, I'd thought as well. Yeah, I, I would say we would too. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, sounds good. Uh, well, I suppose the other thing we better talk about this week uh, would be the uh, latest PlayStation State of Play, um, which is the second time they've done this. It's like a kind of Nintendo Direct sort of style announcement. It's basically just like a live stream that goes for, I think this one was 18 minutes, something like that, um, where they sort of announce uh, quite a variety of games in this one, really. Like, it, it, it kind of had some definitely sort of smaller sort of indie games that they sort of discussed. Um, but then there were a couple of bigger announcements. Um, Matt, one you might be interested in, because I know you're into your, like your 80s action flicks and stuff, was Predator Hunting Ground, um, which seems like this new kind of like, I don't know if it's a first party sort of uh, relationship or if they've got um oh gosh what the developers called it's the developer of um friday the 13th yeah so is it is it like what they did with insomniac where it's it's a sony published game so it's exclusive to playstation but they don't own the studio is that how it's working do you know i mean I'd, i'd say so Maybe. Yeah, okay, I think that I think that's that's very uh, so the game's due out next year, uh, and it's an asymmetric multiplayer game in which one player controls the predator and the others the prey, I guess, trying to hunt the predator and not be killed by it. Um Matt, does this sound like a game that you'd consider playing? Well, I like I remember when was it Aliens vs Predator came out ages ago on the PS3. Right. Um and that was that was a bunch of fun. Like it wasn't the best game by any means, uh-huh. um, but it was a bunch of fun. And I feel like if it's anything like that, where it's basically like you know, it's 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 because it sounds almost it sounds almost like evolve, but not as yeah, you know, it's it's something that people might actually want to play. Um, but you know, like I I feel like I feel like if it if it does the sort of the same thing as in you know it captures the same sort of feel as maybe the the original predator movie which is i'm guessing what they're kind of basing it off Mm. um then i think it'll be kind of fun um as long as like because i think that's the problem with a game like that is they've got to keep it balanced between you know how strong the predator is and how strong the you know like the marines will be Uh um so i like I don't know. I th- I think it'll be kind of be fun. Like I I saw it when it was announced, and I'm like, hey, that's that's like something different and something kind of cool. And at least they're not, you know, they're trying to do something with a predator IP that isn't over the top and ridiculous. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm and something keen. that seems like a natural fit for it as well. Like yeah, when I saw that it was like this asymmetric thing, like it that just makes so much sense. Um, I've never really kind of like gotten hugely addicted to an asymmetric multiplayer game i played a bit of evolve and i thought it was a neat premise um but i don't know it just doesn't seem to like have this lasting appeal for me that other kind of multiplayer games have i kind of like being on the level playing field um inevitably with games like this i feel like you sort of develop a preference like one or the other and when you're not playing as that it's a bit frustrating but i don't know i should should play friday the 13th I've been told I've seen, that. I've seen a lot of the, the videos of I that. I think this that, is made by the same like people. Fun. I think Iphonic also yeah, it made... Is. It's, yeah. the same, it's the same team. Um, and that's kind yeah. of why I think this could be pretty okay. Um, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th was really fun. Um, yeah. yeah. There's just something really fun about like playing. It's at, 
one of the the smallest things about these games um, is like the the approximation, like the voice approximation thing. Yeah. Um, so like, if you're close to like the killer, you'll hear them speaking to you through voice chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, huh. But you could like, so if I was the killer, my friends were playing and they didn't know I was the killer yet. You could like talk to me like, oh, yeah, come over here, come over here, and then like they they actually come to you and they realize you're the killer, so you get to kill them. Um, but I think um, it'd be really cool if in Predator they do something with. Um, voice chat and recording your voice chat do you know what i'm talking about like how the predator can mimic your voice oh, when he yeah when he mimics it and when he sort of like manipulates it and everything as well and yeah that would be yeah, really yeah. cool if there was yeah. like some some way for them to play around with that like uh-huh. in the game that would be great kind um, of throwing people off and going oh where yeah. is he? he's over there he's over yeah no that'd be sick that would you, be really cool. I like that. Because, yeah, a lot of the fun in Friday the 13th, when you're playing as Jason, mm-hmm. um, is, like, fucking with you, your friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> not that, just killing them the, straight when away. When the music like, kind of comes in, right, and you know that he's close. Like, it, yeah, like, smashing the windows of the house they're in. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that would be, <laughs> yeah, like, rather just going in and killing them. And I really hope that Predator kind of lets you play with your prey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool sure, idea, though. I'm sure they will. It is a cool idea. Uh, another one I know you'll be excited for, Matt, was uh, Medieval's remake finally got a release date as well. Um, and it's not all that far away, coming October yes. 25th. Were you excited to see the new footage? I've, yeah, I've, like... <laughs> it's the thing is, like, I've pl- I played the original, and then I played the reboot on the, on, yeah, the PSP. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I'm, I'm just like, look, if this is the kind of game that, like, if it's so good that it leads to, a, a, like, a sequel or a rebirth on the PS4, you know, with future medieval games, then I'm all for it. Like, you know, that's, that's, it's one of those games that's part of my childhood, and because it, it's done by Sony and not done by, like, you know, some random third party who might screw it up, then I'm so keen. So, um, you know, bring back Dan Fortescue. I'm so... I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other trailer we saw as well uh, was for um, Final Fantasy VII, which might have come as a bit of a surprise. I don't know if I was expecting this. Like it, it kind of just like the the um, state of play kind of ended with this question mark panel. Like, oh, okay, what's this? And then we saw this new trailer for Final Fantasy VII, um, which uh, is quite a big game, and so it kind of sets a bit of a precedent that maybe we will get some bigger announcements from state of play. Uh, but what was your your take of its inclusion, James? games um i am just i don't know like i think like cool <laughs> um i don't have a lot of nostalgia for final fantasy 7 as you probably know um mm. from my response <laughs> um <laughs> but it's i just think it's so the thing that annoys me about this whole thing is it's obviously still in parts it's not going to be like the full thing um mm. which to me is like if they're going to do part one ps4 part two three on PS5, like, just splitting it annoys me as well. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, it, it also annoys me that they've shown us, like, still so little. Like, yes, you've just put out a trailer. Well, yeah, said, so I, I, but the it's weird the same thing area. about this trailer, huh? which I thought you might pick up on, is it like, the return draws closer? Like, it's basically, like, is how it opens. And it just, like, it's just like, guys, don't worry, we're still working on it. And two years later, after it's, a, after it's announcement, you just thought we would start hearing something a bit more concrete at this point, I guess. And it's literally like the footage is, I know it's like been redone a little bit since we last saw it. And that this game has like changed hands, changed developers like twice now. Um, but it's still the same area from the reveal trailer. Like mm. <laughs> it's, I think it's like, it's so it's at a point where it's like, it's so big and so wanted that like 
anything bigger than what they're releasing is going to be doomed to fail almost. Yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, and it's like also one of those tough things one. where, like, no matter how much they make, I don't think they're going to make the money back for how long they've been working on it. You know, no. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. And I, it, I but, don't know. I'd hazard a guess that there's still a lot more work still to be done as well. Like, I'm still not optimistic we're getting this game anytime soon. Um, although they did say that there is more to more to be seen in June, so I presumably in, at E3, um, Square yeah, Enix a have a panel. Yeah, just couple textures so. on the reveal trailer again. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, but uh, it, it'll it quickly should be so become... cynical, but like, I just it's just annoying, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, E3 is getting ever closer. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be delving into like the anticipation and stuff pretty soon i'd have thought um because uh we'll start getting like all the leaks in, in no time that generally kind of make our our, our predictions quite difficult um so maybe we start consider to do that like next week or two uh but let's wrap up this episode with a quick round of what the wiki um i'm actually can't remember where everyone is at and what the wiki i need to look that up uh, i don't think i've got any points not so. not not on the scoreboard yet no um, Definitely it's been on the so long since we've had an, I had an episode. I actually, yeah, I can't remember where we're at. But thanks to uh, the official What the Wiki Keeper of the School at Jamie Penning, I should be able to bring us a recap if I can find it. Um, I think James is still up in the lead, that's for sure. Yeah, so current standings, we got James on at four points, Brody at three, Stephen at two, and then myself and Shannon tied at a point each down the bottom of the ladder. Uh, so James, good opportunity for you to extend your lead here, uh, and Matt, an opportunity for you to get on the scoreboard. Yay. Contestants, are we ready? Yes. The first yes. game comes courtesy a friend of the show and official What the Wiki Keeper of the Score at Jamie Penning. <clears throat> Uh, and not as, not as tough as I think the ones he usually suggests, but we'll see how you guys go. <sighs> Similar to the previous games in the series, the game was an open-world action game with a third-person with third-person shooter elements, wherein the player is free to explore the environment and, at their leisure, play story or side missions. Most often, the player will engage in shooting and racing activities, th- through other though other activities vary from fighting crowds of zombies, shootouts in tanks, side-scrolling brawlers, fights against supersized uh, daikaiju energy. Oh no, this is written poorly. Fights against supersized is all it says. Uh, daikaiju energy drink cans and using a dubstep gun to interrupt 1950s Americana. Matt. Matt. Oh. Uh, is it? Saints Row 4? It is Saints Row 4. Well done. Yay. The Blue game three. in which you control a super-powered president of the United States. Not a, not not a Saints Row fan, James? No. No, I'm just not a fan of not winning. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Uh, all right, game number two. Matt, if you get this, you'll be taking away the points this round. In the game, the player must lead their elite squad on the hunt for terrorists in the jungles of Sri Lanka. Deep in the jungles, the ghosts have 72 hours to prepare the way for a US invasion force. The ghosts undercover proof that they've been targeting the wrong enemy. Now they must act before the falsified intelligence lures America into an unpredictable and devastating war. First, the ghosts attack the recruitment area for the activists, a group all about the revolution who are suspected of attacking American sea mining vessels and massacring their crew. Uh, I'm guessing you guys are, don't know what this one is. Uh, I could just turn around and go, Matt, <laughs> Ghost Recon Future Soldier, but I doubt it's going to be it. 
if you were to guess that, Matt, that would be wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, once this is done, the ghost is asked to eliminate the enemy leader, co-named the Teacher. Once the Teacher is eliminated, the ghosts get ambushed by the Loyalists, another far better trained group wanting revolution in Sri Lanka. The game is a tactical shooter video game developed by Virtuos, published by Ubisoft for the PlayStation Portable and released James. in 2010. <laughs> James? Ghost Recon Predator. <laughs> Ghost Recon Predator is the correct answer. I was never going to get that, so... I was wondering yeah. if anyone was ever going to get that. That was a, a tough I one. Haven't, I obviously you? haven't played it, but... Yeah. You're aware of there being a Ghost Recon game There's on a PSP the one. PSP, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking what my clue was going to have to be for uh, trying to give you guys the title. Uh, all right. Final game. Tiebreaker. The game... <sighs> is an asymmetrical multiplayer video game with up to eight people able to play in one game session. One player is randomly selected to control the big bad guy whose objective is to kill as many players as possible before time runs out. Playing as the bad guy grants special time-restricted abilities, including being able to sense nearby enemies and to teleport anywhere on the map. The remaining players control the counsellors, who can temporarily stun James. the... James? Is it Friday the 13th? It is Friday the 13th, <laughs> Yes. I thought it was going to be just about who was quicker on the buzzer there, considering we discussed no, it like, in the oh, episode. <laughs> it could be like... Well, I haven't by, played it, so it like, James is raving daylight. about it. <laughs> could be Dead by Daylight, true, yeah. I wondered if uh, maybe someone was going to have a crack at Evolve as well. But oh, yeah, once, yeah. The, once the counsellors get introduced, it yeah. becomes pretty apparent who it's, uh, <laughs> what, what game yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Well done, James. Proving why you're the champion yet again. Uh, that will extend your lead up to five points now. Uh, so two points above Brody three points above Steven and a whole four points in front of myself and Shannon. And that brings uh, an end to what was the StarCast episode 173. Subscribe to us on the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au. Join the conversation with the hashtag the StarCast and visit the site at press.com.au. We've been joined today by James. Yes. Um, I'm on Twitter as always. So it's at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. Somebody send me some codril, please. Some codril, yeah. I'm feeling for you, man. But that was God. why I was trying to just kind of like get to the end of this podcast for <laughs> yeah. you. I think you just, yeah, you need a break. Um, especially considering it's early morning for you, too. Uh, we've also been joined today by Matt. Yeah, um, I don't really do twi- uh, Twitter anymore. So if you want to see some cool photos, follow me on Instagram at MatthewVZ. Do you know, I was looking at your Instagram today, Matt, and they're really nice, just like pictures of, of Melbourne's kind of city streets. Um, and I was definitely looking at one of your laneway shots and I get, I have a feeling I have had a, like taken a piss down that laneway before. Looks very familiar, <laughs> but you've made it look very aesthetic. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> they're very nice photos. Oh, Do you. go and check out thank his Instagram. Uh, and I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxborough. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye.